I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are your Kraken Captains. Hello, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Kraken Captains podcast. It's the off season, but it's more like the cry season, Doug. We saw some nail-biting action with the Firebirds who ended up losing to the Hershey Bears in Game 7. Which, you know, they came out firing two games up, but uh, took it all the way to seven, but couldn't, couldn't, couldn't quite get it. Then we shed some tears of joy when Maddie won the Calder, which there was some doubt, but I always felt like he had it locked down. But now the tides of change are upon us. Ron once again emptied his clip and used all 10 picks in the draft to strengthen the Kraken's long-term pipeline. But the joy of the draft, of course, quickly faded, and the sour notes of the off-season goodbyes inevitably began. I want to pause here and remind everyone that this team was special, and they did some special things. And I, for one, am so proud and happy that I got to be a part of it. Unfortunately, Ron and his staff's job is to build a winning franchise, and that means hard decisions and a lot of goodbyes after a hard-fought season, but a lot of interesting hellos, too, which we'll get into. What say you, Doug? I mean, you know, it's it's every offseason with every hockey team you've ever loved, right? Yep. You're like, especially when they make it to the playoffs. That's when you're really feeling it. You really feel in the love when they make it to the playoffs. Yeah. But then, I mean, and it's like, it's just as bad for the Firebirds as it is for the Kraken. Because, I mean, they, like you said, they made it all the way to game seven in the finals against the Bears. First season, right? too. Yeah. And, and the Kraken went in their second season all the way to the second round of the playoffs. And they were right. inches away there, too. Exactly. So you're like, you're just in love with all these guys. And so, I mean, but once again, you find ourselves going through changes, even though we have no idea what the starting lineup is going to look like come opening night. We can already see that this is going to be a completely different team. We have a big group of new meat coming in <laughs> to fill the ranks and broaden the depth of the team. Uh, we'll be seeing some familiar faces wearing some opposing team jerseys this season again as well. Mm-hmm. No need to dilly-dally through in the off-season episode of us cracking captains, JB. So let's dive right into the Maelstrom. Maelstrom! Before we get there, though. The Let me new, do that one more time. A lot of new, new meat. I like that. Who are you? I'm the new meat. I'm new meat. <laughs> All right. All right. Getting into the maelstrom. The maelstrom, the maelstrom, the maelstrom, the maelstrom. Uh, this, this episode stars, Doug. Who we got? 
we got uh, it's a little bit different this time. We got four stars. I'll kick it off. Our uh, fourth star. You uh, may not know it. You might have guessed it, but it's Carson Susie. 142 games played, 13 goals, 24 assists for 37 points in a Kraken jersey. I mean, he's a beast. Yeah. He always had that nasty edge to him, which, you know, we saw some last season where it got him in trouble. He definitely cost us at least one, maybe two games with just some of his poor decisions. But honestly, like throughout the rest of the season, he came in clutch as a D-man. Oh, well, and I think that that grittiness, you know, with the coaching and the honing of it, uh, yeah, absolutely became crucial, you know, in those playoff runs. So, uh, salute to Carson Soucy. We're going to talk about uh, him a little bit later, but there's a clear theme with the stars of this episode, as you'll see. So, who's oh, yeah. uh, who's the third star, Doug? Much respect. So, to the third star, Daniel Sprong. 82 games played, 27 goals, 25 assists, 52 points for the Kraken. And that guy's a sniper we're going to miss. Yep. I, it's going to be hard to fill them boots. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Career year last year, 21 goals, three of which were game winners, 25 assists, 46 points. Um, so, yeah, like you said, big shoes to fill for sure. Big shoes to fill. And we are going to talk about that as well. Okay, sec- yep. second star, Morgan Geeky. My man. Yep, my man. Geek Squad! Uh, (laughs) 142 games played, 16 goals, 34 assists, 50 points. uh, Nine goals coming into the season alone, three of which were game winners. So another three game winners this season. And we'll talk more about Morgan Geeky. Later on. Uh, the number one star of this episode, Ryan Donato. My man scored the first goal ever for the Kraken. He played 145 games, 30 goals, 28 assists, 58 points. Salud to Salud. Donato. So, if you haven't figured it out, the four stars are the players who have left the team and uh, this is probably the toughest one because, as we said, you know, we made the playoffs and really kind of fall in love with these guys. And it, I probably won't have as much um, sentimentality moving forward as we get, you know, more seasons under our belt. Right. But these right. guys I mean, are like, all these guys except. The yeah. All these guys except for Daniel Sprong, who kind of came in later in the first season. They're all. Oh, geez. They, they were all there from the beginning. And Ryan Donato, yeah, he scored the first goal. So it's... I've got uh, two geeky jerseys. I've got two geeky jerseys. Right. You've got the, the mess up one, right? <laughs> <laughs> the China jersey. Yeah. <laughs> um, a- anyway, salute to those guys. Um, stars on this team. Never forget them. Uh, We're going through changes. It's going to be crazy. It, it is what it is. In the other team's jerseys. But. Well, there we go. All right. Well, we better get into the, the serious meat of it. And we're going to start 
with restricted free agents. Um, so there's a little bit of, you know, some difference with those, those guys, cause they don't control their own fate. They're not unrestricted. So there's some things that have happened that we need to discuss. And it's Vince Dunn, Will Borgen, and Kale Fleury. They all received offers from the team. So uh, unlike, you know, some of these other players like Donato, um, they received offers, but they chose arbitration. So I want to kind of talk about that because it's, it's kind of important. So the good news is all three of these guys were made offers. The bad news is they're disputing their offer and choosing arbitration. So the way it works is, um, to my understanding, the player and the team have two weeks to continue negotiations. And then if agreement is not reached, an independent arbitrator will come in and hear from both sides with a focus not on team or salary cap, but the specific player. So they focus on performance, injury history, length of service, leadership, uh, and contributions to the team. And, and then keep in mind, keep in mind that the Kraken have one of the widest salary caps. We have ten million in salary cap space. Still, after bringing so, in I, players, I mean, yeah, I mean that's like one of the biggest salary cap like gaps. Like we have, in we the have that ten million of space. Like we're the we're we're the best right now. We're in good shape. So like. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about these guys saying, hey, I need to be paid a little bit more. Right. And then I'll stay. Yep. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so the arbitrator's decision must be made within 48 hours, and if the team rejects that decision, that player becomes an unrestricted free agent and can obviously negotiate their own salary and go wherever they want. Um, no players' salary ca cannot be less than 85% of their last year's salary. Um, but, of course, the player can request any amount they want. Um, so those negotiations are going to happen sometime between July 20th and August 4th. Okay. <clears throat> now that we got through the meat of that, that being said, it appears all three of these guys were not satisfied with their offer. Um, so now they've chosen arbitration, but they get to continue to negotiate with the team yeah, for I those mean, two if weeks. If I was done, this is the route I would take too, because the guy is an all-star. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He, he needs to get, get paid. He didn't even get called in for the all-star game. He's like, he's like one of the best players in the NHL, and they didn't even think about him. Yeah, and right. now it's... Now he's like, he's like, look, I yeah, want to stay. He's got to want to stay. How could he not want to stay here where he's been? Well, I mean, they, all these guys have had, have had like career seasons. Yeah, I think, you know, he said as much. I just think, you know, with these things, it's the minutia and there's all these Amen. little things. And right. and your agent in your ear, you know, like, oh, no, no, no. Look at look around the league. You need to be paid this much. So just puff your chest out a little bit, you'll get paid a little more. Yeah, if I was Ron, as he should, as he should. If I was Ron, I'd build this thing like a puzzle. Vince Dunn is obviously the big puzzle piece, but everything else gets built around that so that the picture makes sense. So, right. you know, you you take care of everything 
Will Borgen, Kale Flurry, um, and but then if he, asks, if he asks too much. You're screwed. Well, yeah, but then you go out. You, They've got so much cap space that he. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I think yeah. Vince Dunn personally would probably settle for less than he wants yeah. to stay with the team. Uh, I mean, I think I think we've seen that sort of thing with lots of other teams and stars. I think Boston Bruins. Yeah. You know, um, and players who have stayed with teams for maybe less than they want, but you never really know. You to, know, you to, got like the Toronto Maple Leafs also, where guys like stick it out for way, way more money than like the team is comfortable paying. I think in this case, it's it's a case of like you like how the team is being built and the structure, and you flourish in the system, and you say, "I want to build a winner." I like what they're doing here, so I, I will take a little bit less. Not a huge haircut, but, you know, my boss has said this before, and I've heard it. Usually in a deal, when both parties feel like they didn't get a good deal, that's a good deal for everybody. So Yeah. Yeah. So uh, on that note, I do think Ron is doing it the right way, and we can report at this time that Will Borgen did – Continue to negotiate and signed a two-year, $2.7 million contract with the Kraken. So, Will Borgen is secured, which, I mean, we I've said repeatedly he was my most improved player. Locking him up, I think, was a huge deal. And it still leaves $9 million, just over $9 million in cap space for Vince Dunn. After, That's huge. I mean, they had to lock him in. And I, I think that... I think they're going to get him. I think his contract is somewhere in the neighborhood of like five years, eight million a year. So if they get him for like somewhere between seven and a half and eight, I think they get that deal done. I think so too. Yeah. No doubt about it. Okay. Now that we've. But we don't know. Like we know that. Vince Dunn and Kale Flurry are still in arbitration, as far as right. But as, it's it's pretty clear that Ron is is working and he's getting things done. Will Borgen signed? He can take that off the. He can take that skillet off the the plate, as it were, or whatever. He can take that iron out of the fire, and now he can work right. on Kale Flurry and and uh, Vince Dunn. And you know, if Kale Flurry doesn't get done or whatever for some reason, they're like, hey, we gotta sneak in this that and the other thing i think they've signed some players that that's i can think we're still gonna slide in. i think right now like as of the time of this recording i think we're still waiting for the other shoe to drop i'll say that too because i think we've got enough space and i think that there's enough players that are still out there on the open market i don't think ronnie's done Mm, we'll see we'll see i mean but let's carry on what we know right okay so let's talk daniel sprong Um, he's gone to detroit um obviously they they made him an offer (laughs) and uh he took it uh he'll be back they made him an offer he couldn't refuse right um he'll be back uh february 19th Back in the greenhouse this year, so um, if you want to see Spronger, oh my God. yeah, my uh, <laughs> my sister in law like 
uh, always liked him because she could be like, oh, it's like Sir Mix-a-Lot. When the round thing's in your face, you get sprung. Uh-huh. So that's over. But but hey, yeah. he um, he signed with Detroit on a one-year deal for $2 million. So I hear that, and that one stings to me. All it took was a one-year $2 million deal. We lose 21 goals, 25 assists, six power play goals, 147 shots, and a whopping 14.3% shot percentage, which means 14% of his shots went in the net. Um, Only three players with over 100 shots on the season had a higher percentage. Berniers with 148 shots at 16.2%. Tolvanen with 97, which is close enough, at 16.5. And then our man McCann, 210 shots and 19%, which is fire, by the way. Anyway, players like Bjorkstrand, Schwartz, Eberle, and Dunn all had more shots than Sprong and a lower percentage. Um, He was third on the team in goals behind Berniers and McCann. So... How are we replacing that production? Um, there's a player we picked up that we'll talk about later who maybe takes some, a full season with Tolvanen, um, Ty Cartier. Uh, it's a small sample size for Ty, but those guys are capable. Um, but if it's me and it's $2 million to keep Sprong, I make that deal. So I'm not wrong, but I think looking at the deal he got from Detroit, it's like, I want that one back. I think that's, I think that's, your, I think that's your personal, your personal attachments. Sure, maybe. sure. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't feel differently, to be honest with you. I mean, you you look at the uh, you look at these like one, year, one year, two million, right? But year, you know, million, but, but you look at the, you have to also look at the depth that he has in the. Firebirds. Yeah, yeah. All the guys down down low, and then and then you have to assume that he's going to make other moves coming in. So, right. There's only so many slots. I mean, I feel like for the rest of them, I think you're right. I think like for the rest of them, for Susie, Donato, and Geeky, I feel like everyone saw that coming. Yeah, well, you. I mean, if you There's just if not you enough room in the lineup to keep those guys and to bring in, you know, if, if you need- look at the stats of all those other guys, it's nowhere near combined what what Sprong was able to achieve with less games, less minutes. He was yeah. one of the highest producing players per minute in the league last season, so. Yeah, that's the one that, that stings. That's 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 a, a you could say that about a lot of players on this team. He, here's the one caveat with all this, which I will acknowledge, is that there is a system that they're building and using here, and it was pretty clear, you know, especially late in the season, he did fade on the stat sheet and he didn't kind of perform, but he was a defensive liability. And, you know, Hackstall and I think Ron probably got together and they were like, he's not, you know, we can probably find somebody better for the system. I so. feel like it was probably a, a Tolvanen or Sprong conversation. 
Yeah, maybe it was. But yeah, Tolvanen was a revelation. I mean, that's speculation, but I kind of feel like there has to be, there has to have been like a, this guy or that guy. Right. Right. But let's move on. Moving on from that, because I don't want to just dwell. Right. I don't want to dwell. I'm going to stew. We're going to stew on somebody else now. (laughs) Yeah. My man, Morgan Geeky, is going to Boston. Boston for Boston. He'll be back uh, in the greenhouse on February 26th if you want to see him in another jersey. Boston offered my man a two-year contract worth a total of $4 million. He had a career-best season with the Kraken with 28 points. Nine goals, 19 assists in 69 games. He had the most points of any forward in the NHL who averaged under 11 minutes per game last season. See that? Mm-hmm. I see it. I wish I wish him well, but I can't wait to see him back in the greenhouse, even if it is in a Bruins sweater. I think it's safe to say, though, that Boston's going to be a force to be reckoned with this coming season and for maybe many to come. Yeah. And geeky they're sniping the whole way home. Sniping at 94 miles an hour. Hardest shot on the team that we lost. Just saying. I think he's going to have a breakout season this year with Boston. Oh yeah. I think that back in, we're hoping that it was going to be this season. Yeah. But I think what's going to happen with Morgan geeky is going to happen. Well, he's certainly going to have some, some high um, high octane line mates and and people around him that are probably gonna um, help him flourish. So that's what I hope for him, and I wish him well. And it'll be fun to to see him again. I don't have tickets to that game, but I'm gonna have to go through this list and I guess pick one. I know. I'm sure I got tickets to some of them, but we'll see. All right. Let's take a let's take a breather and and share some good news here for a minute. Uh, Cole Lind received an offer, one year, two way contract for seven hundred and seventy five thousand um, dollars. Great news, goalie kisses live on, uh, but this does kind of feel like a prove it deal. Um, it's time for Cole to make that jump and really push for a roster spot. I think if he Ends up spending most of the year in Coachella. He likely doesn't get another offer next season. A lot of prospects coming down the pipeline, right? It was 12 picks last yeah, year, I 10 mean, picks the, this year. Yeah, I even every time I hear like, okay, there's another guy for Coachella. There's another guy for Coachella. There's another guy for Coachella. I'm just like, how many guys can they really fit on the Coachella team? <laughs> right. Well, some of them go down to juniors and all that. Tucker Robertson did get an offer, and he's going to stay down in the juniors. So there's a little bit of that going on. but but For sure. I understand that there's like some shifting and budging here and there, but <clears throat> very exciting stuff happening. Yeah, and then, then we got Joey. Joey Decord. He, My man. He signed a two-year, $1.2 million per year deal. Uh, he had a great season with Coachella, as we all know, huh. making it all the way. And if you watched any of the, those games and those, like, um, the after, the, you, <laughs> you know, after the win, dude, he's, he, he's feeling yeah. it. He's feeling himself. 
And I think everyone kind of recognizes it. This, you got to have a guy that's got some confidence in there. Right. This contract confidence. feels to me kind of like the same deal. They're, I think they expect him to push Drieger to the limit. And uh, I think it's going to get a little spicy in training camp um, to see who's going to be Gru's full-time backup. You got Drieger coming off injury. And you got Joey who's, you know probably reaching his apex as far as minor leagues are concerned. So um, while we're talking about goalies, let's just toss in the Martin Jones aspect. He's still on the market. Right. Right. If they, they don't really know, we don't really know like what's going to happen with all that. Yeah. It is interesting uh, because if for some reason they both look like flops and Martin's just sitting there another one year, like $1 million contract. With the cap space that we have, it's like, why not? If, right. If that's it's like, but I mean, I'm sure he'd take it too. Going all the way to the finals, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Firebird. You can't be, you can't be shutting him down right now. So it's going to be an interesting season. Yeah, it's gonna, it's certainly going to be an interesting training camp, and it will, that will be worth monitoring as long as Martin Jones stays on the market i feel like that's just in ron's back pocket like he could just walk into the room one day and be like if you guys don't get your stuff together i'm gonna kill martin jones <laughs> yeah by the way none of you were saying yeah <laughs> okay the, so, the good news can only last on. so long doug what what else yeah, we got we got no more good news for you this is <laughs> bad news <laughs> My man Alexander True is going to the Florida Panthers on a one-year, two-way contract. True posted 32 points in 72 games. He had 11 goals, 21 assists, along with 19 points and 26 playoff games. Seven goals, 12 assists in the postseason with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. He was great with the Checkers. He was great with the Firebirds. I mean, he was great with the uh, Thunderbirds, you know? Yeah. He's been a Seattle staple for a long time. Yeah, that's uh, one of the yeah. one of the sad originals that you know never never took flight here for the Kraken. So. Yeah, no doubt he's gonna he's gonna be great with the Florida Panthers. I'll tell you that right now. They're gonna they're gonna be happy. Yeah, to have, even though they didn't quite make it through the finals against the Vegas Golden Knights last season, they may have a better chance this year now with with Alexander True in the ranks. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but he's he's getting his shot, so that's cool. All right, Carson Twerinski, he's the last of the restricted free agents, and we have no movement on him, no contract as of yet, kind of like Martin Jones just sitting out there. We're, so. still, we're still in the in limbo with a lot of this. I mean, yeah. there's still some really good players in the uh, – in the free agents list, it was looking at Patrick Kane. Uh, I was looking at, what's his name, Dumba. Oh, yeah. Dumba from and the Panthers. Then, He's the guy uh, who threw the threw the puck. And that, that hand pass. spent 20 years with the Bruins. Mm. Patrice Bergeron also. There's, and I think there's a couple other guys still on that list, too. There's like... There's still some good talent out there that have yet to be picked up, so we'll see what happens. Mm. Well, 
We should talk about the re the unrestricted free agents now. Yes, sir. We got. Let's go right back to our fourth star of the of the episode, Carson Susi. Let you know he's going to Vancouver. We'll see him again in the greenhouse on November twenty fourth. When we play those bastards. Yeah, the only one that stayed in the Pacific Division, by the way. There were some whispers about Strong, and I was like, please, no. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I think you and I called this one, though. You know, I don't think there was any surprise. You're going to see yeah. trades. We, I think Susie, Donato, and Geeky, we already knew. Right, yeah. uh, Vancouver signed for a three-year deal worth nine million. No, nine and three-quarter million. Yeah, seven hundred fifty. Nine point seven five. So that's three point two five a year, mil. Right, makes a lot of sense for the Kraken. I think uh, signing Brian Dumoulin for two years at three point one five. I think that likely fills Carson Soucy's spot with equal toughness at a hundred thousand a year discount because it's three two five versus three one five, right? So yeah, he'll be missed, but that's the business. Salud to Susi. Salud. Well, we already <sighs> talked about Martin Jones. Um, yeah, still sitting on the market, so I guess we just give us gotta... the rundown on Donato. Yep. Donato's gone to Chicago. His first game back will be December 14th in the greenhouse when Chicago plays Seattle. Donato signed with the Blackhawks for a two-year deal worth $2 million salary cap hit. He'll be reunited with Colin Blackwell, who we all remember. Yes, he sir. Mm -hmm. He went to Toronto. Now he's on the Blackhawks. And now Donato, who's, who they had a, a history – Prior to the NHL, where they played together in college. I don't know if you oh, him and Blackwell? Or yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, he'll be a good fit with the Blackhawks. They continued rebuilding their team after losing Patrick Kane, who went to the Rangers at the end of last season. Jonathan Taves has also been having health issues and may possibly retire, although that's speculation at this point. I feel like it's likely. They did, did sign the young up-and-comer first-round draft pick, Connor Bedard. Right. In the draft, so it'll be very interesting to see uh, how this team unfolds this season. Donato being the first cracking goal scorer in history will be missed, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one, but uh, maybe Bedard will be... Hand and Donato, tons of wraparounds, and and uh, I feel like that team is like turning a corner. Yeah, you know, part of me, a big part of me, is like, I wish Chicago Blackhawks would be awful forever, and we all know why. I know, <laughs> but I'll always root for Ryan Donato, um, and and you know him and these other guys, and Morgan Geeky and Susie. All these guys, they're going to be they're etched I mean, in the history of the Kraken forever. You want to see Beniers just like put Bedard to the boards <laughs> so hard. <laughs> I mean, you just want to see it bad, don't yeah. you? I do. I yeah. and it's like it's like a horrible human instinct that I have, but it's like, please, 
Please just let my just man give him a little welcome to the NHL. You know, <laughs> give him a little welcome. Yeah, exactly. she... I don't want him to get injured. Mm. You know, I just want him to be like, ow. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, you Giannis Donskoy. Unfortunately, oh my God. we paid him three million dollars last year. He was unrestricted free agent. Obviously, we called this one too. Kraken are not going to be giving a, an injured player like that, uh, you know, any contract. So, you know, so it, it's not official or anything, but he posted on Instagram. There were a lot of posts of him having a goodbye party and saying goodbye to Seattle. So where is he going? Maybe home? He's not coming back. I don't think he's coming back. I think yeah, he's Scoy, retiring. I think if Don Scoy was going to come back, He'd be wearing the freaking Kraken jersey this season. Right. I don't think he's coming back because of the concussions, and I think it's just, like, I can't play no more, unfortunately. Yeah. I think that's the way it is. Or, you know, maybe it's like, hey, I'm going to go home, be with my family, just skate, you know, on my own time and see if I can slowly, like, rehab this thing and then maybe next season try it out. That's what could happen, you know, and he could come back. He could come back to Seattle, too. Like Right. There's no, there's no saying that that couldn't happen. But. Yeah, but at this point, it is not in the cards. Um, I'm really going to miss him. I always liked him and thought he just got the horrible short end Same. of the stick that first season and Same. then that those yeah. concussions. and So, going to miss Don Scoy and uh, no Yeah, I have this dream of like the yearbook that they had and, and getting everyone to sign it. So, I guess I'm going to have to go I'm going to have to go to Scandinavia to get the signature I need. But John Hayden, on the other hand. Okay, I'll I'll let you know. John Hayden did get signed. Um, Any of you remember him from his late season heroics and uh, some playoff time, really physical. I was bringing, you know, you watch him like, come on, he's got a pep in his step. He's hitting people hard, making his presence known, so. Good to see him get signed to a one-year, $770,000 deal. Um, yeah, I liked what I saw from him. Physical, aggressive. Yeah, he's, a he's a good guy to have back there on the deep. Yeah, and whether he ends up being that healthy scratch or, you know, just continuing to improve in Coachella, it's I think it's a good move. Yeah. Easy. Just like the seventh D-man waiting for somebody to, like, twist an ankle or whatever. Like, it's good to have him back there. Yeah. And then we have the last unrestricted free agent, Jesper Froden, who spent a lot of time late in the season playing up for the Seattle Kraken. Anything you heard, Doug, about him? I have not heard anything about my man Jesper. I have not been able to confirm anything, but I, I heard he's going to play in Swedish League. So I heard he I went think, to Europe. I think the next few weeks we're going to hear a lot of new information about but, some of these younger guys who we've been yeah. – like Jesper Gordon and – Carson Twerinski and those guys. Ty Cartier, you know what I mean? I think like sure. I think we have yet to see the fin- grand finale of this offseason shift. Yeah, well, Ty is good. He's under contract, so <laughs> – don't have to worry about oh, him, but but the thing is, like, where is he gonna? You know, where is he gonna end up? What's the lineup gonna look like, right? Because like, 
Who's going to be playing yeah. up and who's going to be playing down? Well, we we can we'll do an episode on the draft picks next, and then after that, we'll do our our lineup picks, our way too early lineup picks, because I'm ready. I'm ready to slide Ty right in there. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Okay, we got to talk about the free agents, baby. We we yeah, we, saw, some we signed, signed some we people. Ooh, we got some new guys. Yeah, so you new alluded blood. to it earlier with the loss of Susie, but we signed Brian Dumoulin. Uh, he's a defender from Pittsburgh. Two years, $3.15 million per year, like you said. A veteran D-man. He won two cups with the Penguins, and he already has played with quite a few of the boys. Schultz, most recently, um, before we signed him last season. Uh, but also McCann and Tanev. And he said his familiarity with Ron Francis was a big factor. What? I said, oh, yeah, because Tanev was on the Penguins, too. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, yeah, McCann did his, you know, his little stint, and then they didn't protect him. And then Tanev. That's crazy. It's it's crazy because it feels like crazy. if we pick up Crosby or Evgeny Malkin here soon, we'll be the West Coast Penguins, I guess. Um, but anyway, uh, he's uh, Dumoulin is a big bruiser at six four, and was the top line pair in Pittsburgh with Hall of Famer Chris Letang for years. Mm-hmm. So great awareness uh, in the gap. Oh, yeah, and, I like uh, that. Yeah, and uh, great body position. I mean, you know, if you're top line, you're playing top I minutes. I feel like if you, you put this guy you, with Schultz or Alexiak or Vince Dunn. Uh, yeah, I, I think mean, it'll I, be... It's going to be Dunn and Larson. We already know the Yeah, Dunn, Larson, and then it'll be interesting to to I see... I going to be in good shape. Like, will it be Will Borgen and Dumoulin on the second yeah. line, and then you slide Alexiak down? I don't Alexiak. know. Or is it Alexiak Dumoulin? That's going to be an interesting, fun one. going down. If he doesn't pick up the slack, yeah, the big rig is going down because they're pulling in defense guys like yeah, this and like I mean, left and right. I mean, look, they just picked they they capped Borgen. Yeah, they're bringing this guy in. I mean, they they picked up a couple other D men too. I mean, yeah, Connor Carrick. Right, we're going to talk about him next. We'll talk about Connor Carrick next. Plus, so, I mean, we like, haven't there's even, only so many spots on here. We haven't for... even broached the subject of Riker Evans. Uh-huh. And that uh-huh. that could really throw a wrench in the whole thing. But, um, you know, this guy is great, and I think it shores up the roster. Like, a, a lot of times you talk about your system and – the draft and roster construction and not having any gaps and bringing in Dumoulin, I think fills the gaps and the dream would be that you have so much talent in Coachella and in your like farm system that you're like, I guess we just get rid of this guy, (laughs) but you don't want to totally rely on that if you don't have to. So I think the prevailing um, idea from the cracking camp is that, our system will allow some structure for Dumoulin and make any loss in his step like negligible because uh, he is a little long in the tooth. But 
I think, like you said, he slides right in here and takes care of any downside loss from Susie's exit. So we already talked about the contract have, and all that have, stuff. We have Nelson Schultz on a two-year contract. Yeah, maybe it's he's, those two guys. He hasn't been here for a full year yet, so it's like he's. We probably got him for another year and a half. Yeah. So and I, I, I really feel like this guy Dumoulin and Justin Schultz, they're already give played Larson together. a run for their money. These two guys are like, they're the business. They're not no joke. You know what I'm saying? But so think about this. Now we have Larson and Dunn top two, Schultz and Dumoulin. And Dunn Borgen still and Alexia. We don't even have Dunn. Dunn's in arbitration. Mm, if he, fine. If he pushes, okay, okay. You Technically. Love him. I, love, I mean, look it. He's a <laughs> handsome man. Okay? How can you not love him? How can you not love that handsome face and all them good stats? But when you're pulling in guys like this and watching Justin Schultz in the playoffs this last season. Mm-hmm. I mean, this team could make big changes that you don't. It could it could blindside you in the blink of an eye like that. So yeah, well, <laughs> That's all I, want. I everybody, I don't think that that happens because Vince Dunn is going into his prime, and this and Dumoulin, as good as he is, he's on the the latter sure. half he's of his career. Guy. Schultz is only a year and a half, right? Yeah, but right? it. it it just depends on Dunn's agent and how much of a savvy negotiator he is. Yeah. That right? deal gets done. That deal gets <laughs> D-U-N-N. N-N. Done. Yeah. All right. All that. right. Let's talk about Connor Carrick. Connor Carrick, defenseman on a one-year, two-way contract from the Boston Bruins. $775,000. I mean, that's pretty good. Feels like the league minimum this. almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've seen a few guys go for right around that price. We got a few more coming up. Yeah. I didn't know this, but I read that the Kraken had signed him in August of 2021, just before the first game from free agency. Hmm. He spent the inaugural season with the Charlotte Checkers. Remember them? Yep. Yep, he played 242 games in the NHL for five different teams. He has uh, 50 points in those in those 242 games. So it seems like he's been playing the role of the seventh D man for the last eight seasons or thereabouts with the five teams that he's been on in the NHL. So you think maybe he's kind of like the if it doesn't work out with Kale Flurry, he could he could slot in for that daily scratch. I mean, on maybe. The I mean, he could also just be Alexander True's replacement. You know what I mean? Like he could sure. just—they could just really be like, we want somebody good on the Firebirds, so that they Solid. don't go, <clears throat> so they don't—they don't fall out of the playoffs next season. You know what I mean? I don't know what they're thinking. It's—it's it's a good guy to have in case somebody gets hurt. Yeah, I don't think he'll with a lot of experience. I don't, yeah, I don't think he'll be spending a lot of time playing up. But if somebody gets hurt, there's also you know. something to be said for that. When you're, you know, I really respect the system that they're building and the way they're like 
farming it down with the Firebirds and saying, hey, you need to play this system. And so you get a veteran, you know, lower tier player like Carrick, who's played a lot in the NHL, who can help you also, you know, instill that in the players on that roster. It's a solid yeah, move. There's, there's something to be said for like a veteran player playing alongside those younger dudes. Yeah, all these prospects that they keep farming Passing out. along a lot of knowledge. Right, yeah. So it's a it's a good move, and obviously at that, you know, what feels like league minimum, it doesn't hurt very much, so. No, and next up we got Kyler Yamamoto, who we picked up on a one-year, $1.175 million. He's a Spokane-born fella. Native! Yeah, 24-year-old right winger. He's been the property of Edmonton Oilers since they selected him in the 2017 draft. He seems like a great two-way player putting up substantial points for the Edmonton Oilers and the Spokane Chiefs in the last couple seasons. I'm excited to see what this guy has to bring to the table for the Kraken. What do you think? Yeah, so, you know, I think that he's a shifty he's a shifty player and and I saw him undress us a little bit last season. I like him. Um, I like him too. And I think if he, if he, you know, like you said, he's a good two way player. And <laughs> I think that's the, that's another like, hey, we're replacing Daniel Sprong with somebody that we feel like slides into this system and, and maybe, you know, fits the D end side of it um, and is less of yeah. a liability. He's on that right wing, you know what I mean? He'll probably, he'll probably slide into that slot and take a few snipes, I think. Yeah, yeah. I so here's the other thing I'll say about this like we had a lot of players last year that had career years and you just can't ex- oh you cannot expect so you cannot expect players to continue to like continuously have their career best years. So there's going to be a regression to the mean a little bit. But when you bring in a player like Yamamoto, maybe he has a career year and kind of like fits into that system and really helps like lift some of that, some of that uh, regression that you're going to have from yeah. these other guys. Yeah. You know, I expect you never know who, who of these guys that they pick up is going to come in and slide in hard. Right. Right. For sure. All right. Last one. I got to say the Kraken have not been resting. we we put the script together, and we're kept having to add and add to it, uh, and pushing back our our uh, draft episode because we got so many people coming in, hot off the press. I think that was I mean, yesterday. We're still going to talk about like a lot of like the 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 really young guys who we picked up in the draft. I mean, we'll go exactly. through the list. They're going to get their yeah. own episode now. <laughs> yeah, we have to do a whole other episode. Right. So uh, yesterday. Uh, Pierre Edouard Belmar. Uh, we signed him. It's a one year, $775,000 contract. So, more of that like league minimum. 660 career games. Debuted at 29 after 11 seasons in French and Swedish hockey leagues. Um, he fits that mold of hard work and grit that the Kraken are striving to be known for. And he should bring more of that veteran, calming presence to the group. You know, he's not going to be setting the stat sheet on fire this season. He's probably good for, you know, five to ten goals. But he will set up his wingers. 
and he'll find those tight areas to get the puck into those high danger zones uh, for good attempts on the net. I think this um, is a good pickup. I think he's gonna, huge. I think he's going to fit right in. There. Yep. I think he's like Kraken personified as far yeah, as me, like Ron I Francis really, looking for guys. Pick him up in the lightning, right? Uh, the lightning, but I got a good look at him when he played for the abs the year before they won the cup. I really like yeah. his style of play. Yeah. Um, he's got some good stuff coming. Yeah, he's going to be an asset on the PK um, with teams performing better than the league average with him on the ice. So look for him in that second unit. Good two-way forward, which is becoming a theme, obviously. Um, uh, and uh, my favorite stat for him over the past six seasons, he has been over 50% in the faceoff circle, which we know was an issue. And in fact, the Kraken. I mean, if you're Morgan Geeky, you need somebody who's going to win. Right, because he was Bad. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Kraken won forty-six and a half percent since two thousand one. It's the second lowest in the NHL. So, like I said, I got a close look at him with the Abs, and uh, I think he's a great pick. But it is a one-year contract. He is thirty-eight, so he immediately becomes the elder statesman. Uh, yeah. In the room, I think by five years, I think Eberle or Schwartz is like 33. So he's five years older than those guys. But, you know, he's a hard worker, and I'm sure he's going to bring it. So um, team shaping up, and it's going to be pretty fun to try and put this, like, opening opening day lineup together here coming opening up in the next couple episodes. Lineup, like predictions. Yeah. It's going to be something. Pretty crazy. Yep. So that was a whirlwind. Hope you all uh, got it all and were able to breathe I mean, in there. I still not even. I still haven't even recovered. Yeah. So <laughs> we 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 just we just went through it. You feel like the team got better? Every day I'm looking at like my Google feed, just mm-hmm. waiting for the next shoe to drop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I'm, it's not done yet. I'm it's not thinking. Done yet. We get Vince Dunn signed also before arbitration. So for me, I'm looking. I, I, I agree. I don't doubt that they signed Vince Dunn. I don't really think that they're going to let him go. Yeah. But you never know. Happened yet. So <laughs> <I don't... laughs> uh, yeah. You hope beyond hope, though. I just bought that Vince Dunn jersey. Don't... Yeah. Don't make yeah, it more valuable I'm, I'm, just yet. Yep. Um, but do you think we got better so far? Like, if, if if as it sits, let's say, let's be fair, let's say things sit now, Vince Dunn's not on the team. Do you think we got better or worse so far from the moves that we made in the offseason? Oof. I think we're at a standstill. You think it's about yeah. evensies? I think it's about evensies. Yeah, I think it's tough. You lost a lot of production with Sprong. Maybe we replace it. I'm watching Morgan Gigi and Ryan Donato go. I'm watching a couple other guys go come in. I'm thinking about guys that they're going to pull up from the Firebirds. Ty Cartier. Yeah. Colin, maybe. There's a few other names that have been making some some headway in the in the headlines. So, <clears throat> okay, uh, they signed so, Vince Dunn. How do you, do you feel any better? <laughs> I, 
Well, yeah, definitely. If they <laughs> good. Be better, of course, of yeah. course. And I think I think that's one thing that you can always say for Ron Francis is that like he's he's got the defensive mind. Right. 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 He's always going after these like nice D guys. That's why I say like Big Rig's time is limited because Ronnie ain't playing, and if you ain't producing. He's gonna find someone else who will on defense for sure. Right. I think it's, I feel like you could probably slide a little bit as a forward. <laughs> right. If you yeah. If you. But if you can. As long as you. But. Uh, and and you know I love Jamie Alexiak. He's a big dude. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's been playing to his potential for the Kraken. Right. I, I mean, Vince he he definitely stepped it up. And Adam Larson. I think Vince Dunn and Adam Larson have played well above their potential. And I think that that's like overshadowing Alexiak a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Right? He, he did improve from the first <laughs> season to last season, but he's, you know, he's got to keep improving. And, and we didn't, I mean, we talked a little bit about Riker Evans, but we didn't even talk about Megna, who's still on the roster. There's, and, there's a and, few other guys. I mean, you only got six spots, right? So, like, I mean, if you if you were watching the playoffs like I was, like Justin Schultz was, the guy was proving his worth for sure. You know what I mean? He's older. Alexiak's so like not that much, young. How much longer? Yeah, but Alexiak's not that young. And so, like, when you like compare the differences, and you got all these other guys, and they just signed Borgen. It's like there's only six spots, right? Right. So that kind of like – I'm not nervous. I think they're right at the same – I think they're right in the same level. I think there's more to come. Right, right. I, think, I, I feel – that we're still like holding out for like a big piece of this puzzle. We'll see. That'll be interesting because I don't feel that way. I, I think that's pretty much where it's going to be. I think they signed Vince Dunn. If we're, we're holding steady right here. I think they signed Vince Dunn, and then they're like, we're pretty good. So Hanging on the cap space. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Exactly. I, think they got, I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I guess it depends, I mean, you know. I don't, think, I don't think they are any worse off, that's for sure. Right. Than they were last season. I think yeah. that like I think that they're right even Stevens where they were. And I think we're still a playoff team. And I think I hope we make it past the second round. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> we're doing it I'm this time. Let's go. Get out of our way, Dallas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All okay. right. Well, let's get let's let these guys get out of here. Thanks for joining us, you guys. Another episode. Kraken Captain Podcast is the original Kraken Podcast. JB and I want to thank you, the Kraken fans, for listening. We are hockey lovers doing it for the love, but also doing it for you. So let's, let's go, go Kraken! Yeah, our intro music is by the Zambonis, and our outro music is by Stompin' Tom Connor. So check that stuff out. 
especially the Zambonis. They got a ton of cool songs, awesome. ton of cool I hockey songs. Song. Um, so many. We'd love to hear from you guys. So tweet us at Cracking Captains. But hey, keep your head up because another episode is coming real soon. Hello out there, we're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.